Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. 1 Peter chapter 3, reading from verse 1 to 7. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. Whilst they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of plating of the hair or of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God a great prize. For after this manner in the old in the old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God, I like that bit, who trusted in God, who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are. Ye are as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, husbands, ye husbands, dwell with your uh, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the the, the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Here ends the reading of God's holy word. Amen. Shall we please pray? Father, thank you. Thank you for bringing us around your word. We pray that you shall anoint our eyes with ourselves. Reveal Jesus to us as the word is taught. I pray for the anointing to teach, anointing to open the scrolls for Jesus to be revealed within the scrolls, for the liberation of mankind and for the glorifying of your name. I pray as your word is taught, bring illumination, bring revelation. Let the mysteries hidden in the text be unfolded to, the, to your glory. Heal the sick, deliver the captives, convict the sinning, save the lost. Let your name be glorified. Let your people be edified. Anoint me for this purpose that everyone under the sound of my voice will have encounters in your word that will generate, that will bring to pass amazing testimonies from above in their lives. I thank you, Lord. I rebuke every spirit of arrogance, every spirit of doubt, every spirit of contention, every spirit of blasphemy and carnality be subdued and let light dawn to the glory of your name in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, in our, in our previous teaching, I spoke about how um, this text we, we have just read, I, I focus more on the wife and the beauty in the wife, the beauty, the beauty that cannot be purchased. If the beauty that you have is the one that can be purchased by money, then I'm sorry, it's not, it's not good beauty. Good beauty cannot be bought. Genuine, true beauty Money cannot buy. 
That's why Bible says that um, in Proverbs chapter 31, the Proverbs 31 woman is normally called. Bible says her price is far from verse 11 and 12. Her price is far above rubies. Far rubies, it, it, it stands for purchasing power. The, 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 the virtuous woman, her price is far above rubies because her beauty is not the purchased one. Her beauty is the, the, as we read, it says, it says that the hidden man of the heart, that uh, 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 in that in, in that which in that which is uh, which is not corruptible, even the on oh, wow, the ornament of a, the ornament that's the decoration, meek meekness and quiet spirit decorates a woman that any man would love to stay with such a woman. Meekness and a quiet spirit, and these things are not things that is not attainable or within reach for the believer. Because as I said, it is all loaded into your spirit man as a believer. So when you become a believer, everything the Bible enjoins us and teaches us to do is already loaded into your spirit. It's loaded. The ability of God is within you. The ability of God, I can do all things, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The strengthening is from the inner man, said Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, that the Lord will strengthen you by his spirit into your inner man. There is an inner man, the hidden, the hidden man of the heart. I don't see that man, but when you are exposed to the behavior of that man, you come, you have an interaction with that man. And we believers allow the man, that man, when I say that man, don't be distracted by the Technology man in our generation, when you say man, you have to take your time and explain it and explain it and explain it because of the aggression of unbelieving hearts. So the inner man, the inner person is beautiful when you are in Christ. Yes. When you are in Christ, there is, oh, there is, oh, there is treasure, treasure in earthen vessel, treasure in Trash vessels, trash-like vessels, but treasured, or but containing treasure. Trash-like vessels. On the outside, we may have our weaknesses, our imperfections, and we, 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 are, still, we are still developing. However, treasure is loaded on the inside. So that is why Apostle Peter can enjoin the wife to live out from her inner man because he says that in the same manner, the women of old, or the godly women of old, who, old, who trusted. You see, so they did, they lived a certain lifestyle based on their trust in God. Not, not based on the niceness of their husband, just like Abraham, who told the wife that, say you are not my wife, say you are my sister, so I can get some prosperity. So I can get some money, so I can save my skin, so I can be I can be defended. Say you are my wife. As long as that wasn't against the law of God or that wasn't detrimental to their marriage and her health, she will she will obey. Say, my Lord, I will do it, my Lord. I will do it, my Lord. I will do it, my Lord. And God commended her. The Bible spoke about her. You know, so the beauty of 
the genuine beauty of a wife. The genuine beauty of a wife. Note, I didn't just say a woman. A wife is in. No, no, no. A wife, that means that somebody has committed their life to you. You have committed your life to them, and you are sharing family, sharing life together. I mean, the beauty inside must come out. Other than that, it becomes um, an up, upstream swim. Swimming upstream is a lot of work. You know, but when the beauty comes out, now, any time a subject like this is taught, any, when there comes a, provo a, a, a desire in you, oh, no, but, okay, how about this one? How about, what, what are they saying about, no, how, what are they saying? But why, why is he not just saying part of the men, some to the men? Why is it? It's a spirit of rebellion. That's, that's a clear manifestation of a spirit of rebellion. Because... You know, God comes to us and deals with us. You never notice, I said it in the previous teaching, God never said, wives, this is how your husband should behave. No, he said, wife, this is how you should behave. Then he comes to the husband and he said, husband, this is how you should. He doesn't tell the husband how the wife should behave. So what's the husband's business trying to quote the wife's behave, biblical behavior to her in order to make her do it? That is, that is actually borders on uh, control and abuse. The Bible says you should do it, so do it. No, 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 please, please, please. Run your race. Focus on your track. Run your race. Why are you running your race looking at somebody's track? Looking, focusing on somebody's track. No, you don't do that. Run your race and look on your track. So it's so important to understand that for, for you to have marriage God's way, talking about uh, attaining or happiness in marriage, it, it, it's it's for you to have the kind of happiness that you can get from marriage, it's, to, it's the best way is God's way, God's standard. The worldly way will tell you this and that. Now in our world, it's almost like there is a con constant con tension between the male and the female. Constant tension. Okay, issue. Why are there not men here? Why are there, why, there are too many women in, uh, in nursery schools. There are too many men uh, in, uh, in the city. There are too many women here. There are too many. Uh, so it's like, okay, many of us have been pressured psychologically to prove to a man that whatever you do, me too, I can do it. <laughs> or vice versa. To prove to the woman that I'm, I'm usually it's not too much, to be honest, it's not so much on the part of the men. There is a movement that started in the 60s, the feminist movement, that the agenda is to prove to men that there's no difference between male and female. That is a lie from the pit of hell. There is a massive difference between A and B, even though they are all letters. <laughs> A is never B, and B is never A, and A is never better than B, B is never better than A. They all play essential role in the alphabet. They have their role to play. If you eliminate B, you have problems in your grammatical constructions. If you eliminate A, you have problems. In the same way, none of them is, none is better than the other. It's just like one and two. One is not better than two, two is not better than one. So the point I'm making is that there is a massive difference between male and female. 
I'll say that again. There is a major difference between the male and the female. Blood, their blood the blood is different. The male has uh, the, the, the male has the testosterone, the female has the uh, um, estrogen, or the female hormone is different from the male hormone. If you want to talk like a female, you need to go and get, it's artificial, get female hormones. Because you don't have it, because you are not a female. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just, okay, let me not go into that because, <laughs> because if, if I have to go for it, then it means that there is something fundamentally, the, the point I'm, I'm trying to make is, there's a major difference between a, a male and females. There's a major difference. There's a major difference. Bone structure is different. The bone structure, when skeletons are assumed, you dig out skeletons, you can take the test, you can tell this is a male skeleton, a female skeleton, because it's even the skeleton, the blood, the muscles, the female muscles are different from male muscles. Even the t skin tissue, the, the skin texture, it's, it's, this is generally speaking. All right, so there's, don't, don't let us be so bothered about our maleness or our femaleness. Let's focus on the beauty. If you're a man, focus on the glory in the man, how the man can make a great, glorious, beautiful difference in the female, especially in the, in the context of marriage. I want to restrict ourselves to the context of marriage. So now, I, 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 want, to, I want us to understand that see, the book of Peter was written, is, the, the theme for the book is about handling suffering. Yeah, so the word suffering appears about 16 times, suffering or suffer, about 16 times in this small book. Five chapters, only five chapters, and it's addressing people who are suffering. And guess what? In the, minute, in the, in the middle of chapter one, two, three, four, five, okay? Chapter three is the middle of the chapters. In the middle of the chapter, it starts talking about marriage. <laughs> that tells you marriage can be a place of suffering or a place of glory, you know? So uh, Paul puts it this way, that if you marry, you have problems in the flesh. It doesn't mean it's bad. Jesus puts in Matthew chapter 19, what, what God has therefore joined together, let no man, let no man put asunder. I see God blessing your family and blessing your marriages you, uh, with joy, with peace and happiness. Now, achieving, attaining happiness, listen, this is very important. I'm about to make a very strong point. Marriage is not primarily for happiness for the Christian. I'll say that again. Marriage is not primarily for happy for the, the, the person who is married, for his or her happiness. Marriage is not, I didn't say it's not for, I said primarily. Marriage is not primarily, fundamentally for the Christian, for the Christian, I mean, to the Christian, marriage is not fundamentally for happiness. Marriage is for the glory of God. Hallelujah. So for the Christian, marriage is for the glory of God and happiness is a natural byproduct if we do it God's way. 
<laughs> Happiness in marriage is a natural byproduct if we do it in God's way. So marriage is not fundamentally for happiness. It's for God's glory. And if you do it God's way, you eventually, natural byproduct, you begin to enjoy happiness in your marriage. I see that happening for you. I see that happening for you. Receive strength to go and back on that journey. There is, oh, oh, there is a way that seems right before men. But the end thereof is death. The end thereof, it looks okay. Everybody uh, uh, allows that. Everybody feels it's okay. So I'm doing it. But is, is, it, is it God's way? I said last week, unless except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Is it God who is building it? Are you building it according to God's pattern? If you don't do it according to God's pattern, you are missing out. You are missing out because it's going in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house, Psalm 127 verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Bro, sis, is it possible that this your pursuit of marriage, you are laboring in vain? Your pursuit of happiness, peace in your marriage, you are laboring in vain. Is it possible? Because simply because you are not doing it according to God's pattern. So as a pastor, and it's my job to go to the text to show you what the text has got to say about marriage. Because marriage is not man's idea. It's God's idea. It was God who said it is not good for the man to be alone. It's not good for the man to be alone. So if we do it God's way, you are children. What's God's way? God's way is what he's told us. Six, chapter, six, six verses to address the, um, the, the wife. Wife being subjection to your own husbands. You know, pastor, okay, what if, what if he's, what if she's, what, uh, uh, my assignment is not to, explain or show you, okay, if your husband is a thief, if your husband is like this, if this, okay, in, no, no, my job is not to do that. My job, I'm doing expository teaching, text by text. So th that's one of the benefits of expository teaching. You tend to cover a lot of subjects because the Bible, you are, you are teaching First uh, uh, Peter chapter one. You touch on every verse, Chapter 2, you touch on every verse. Chapter 3, you can't say, okay, let's leave chapter 3 and go. No, 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 no. You explain the text. So it's, and now I'm explaining what the scripture is saying. The scripture clearly, unambiguously is saying, wives submit, be in subjection to your own husbands. Now, so pastor, how about the, 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 where there are dynamics? The, the, one of the purposes of the church life is that, let me show you, the older women, the older women have been given the responsibility by God to, God, the older godly women by God to teach the younger women. Titus chapter 2, look at verse 3. It says that the aged women likewise, that does tell them, likewise, that they be in they be in behavior as becometh holiness. In other words, their behavior should be, should, when you look at it, you say, oh, this is holy behavior. It's good. The, the old women likewise should be in behavior, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not giving to wine, teachers of good things. Watch this. Teachers of good things that they may 
teach the young, the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, Keep us at home. This, this is what the morning day people. You see, you see, the Bible is misogynistic. It's, it's misogynistic. It doesn't, it hates women. That's the, that's the language of the devil. So it makes people feel, oh no, the Bible does. The Bible was written by men. So they wrote it to suit. <laughs> Let me just make it clear. That's not a Christian talking. Okay. So can we just stay on the Christian? Oh, see, all, that's all they do. They just hide behind the Bible. Yeah, you are not a Christian, that's why. So I, I can understand where you are coming from because you don't see the word of God as the word because you don't have a relation with God. In John chapter 8, verse 47, it says, you don't hear my word because you, you don't, be, I think I'll read it. He who belongs to God hears the word of God. I, I need to underscore this point very clearly, cogently. Now, John chapter 8, verse 47 is that he that is of God heareth God's word. Mm -hmm. So that one, my sister, you are a Christian. Are you not a believer? The other time I was saying, the fact that you call yourself a Christian doesn't mean you are not an unbeliever. I'll say that again. The fact that a person calls himself a Christian does not mean he is not an unbeliever. You might call yourself a, a, a Christian, but it doesn't make you really a true child of God. The point I'm making is that, listen to this. It says that he that is of God, are you of God? Are, are you, please, if you're of God, don't be listening to what people who are not of God have got to say about your relationship with God and about subjects that God has already treated and spoken about. If God hasn't said it, that's different. Now, it says that he who is of God, he that is of God, heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Ye are not. Now, let's go back to read it, and let's see those who are of God. It says that, that, that teach the young women that they be sober, love, to love their husbands, to, be, uh, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. Oh, oh, oh. No, sometimes, let, let's be honest, sometimes you can come across, especially if you are um, uh, naturalistic and socialistic in your thinking, you'll be wondering, this is not fair, but why? It's just like um, you're driving on the road and the police... Uh, car on the uh, police car with the siren comes the tra traffic and they just drive through. Hey, everybody gives them the way. It, it, it doesn't it look like it's not fair? It's also not fair, but there's a reason. There's a, so, so to have a harmonious living, some things must be. Some things must be. There, there's this statement that it is not the woman who wears the trousers, it's the man that wears the trousers. So that's within the, watch, watch this please, within the marital con, or the marriage context, a uh, context. So the mar within the marriage uh, context, it is, it is the, I'm, I'm just talking about within the marriage setting, okay, marriage, okay. In the marriage, according to God's pattern, it is the man who is saddled with the responsibility of leading, not ruling, 
of leading, taking there is the the conditions in the house, the living conditions in the house, the living the situation, the peace in the house, the security of the family, the peace of the family is the man's response. God's God, Adam, did you have you eaten what I actually not to? Is is the woman, Adam, have you eaten it? So it is the man's responsibility when it comes to happy marriage, to have to attain a natural happiness in marriage, we have to do it God's way because marriage is more a reflection of God's agenda and God's purpose for creation. Although I wouldn't want to belabor it too much or go too deep into that. But marriage is a reflection of God's agenda, God's purpose for creation. God created man because he wanted a counterpart and earthly natural counterpart. So Christ came to be the groom who is coming to be betrothed to his, his bride. In fact, in, in Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 2, he says that why don't God calls Israel like uh, his, his, his wife. He said, Israel, why have, why have you departed from your first love? The original love, Jeremiah 2, 2, talks about the, the love of your betrothal. When we, we got engaged, you were so much in love. Now look, you have backslided. Now your love has gone. Return to your love. Return to your... So God was addressing Israel as a spouse. And the, the, the church is the bride of Christ. The Bible is going to end with a marriage ceremony. The first thing that happened amongst men in the Bible is marriage. Man called the, the animal, Genesis chapter 2, then he brought a woman, he said, and God said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be, the two shall be one flesh. And then that statement was repeated by Jesus himself, that in the beginning God created them, he and she, male and female. God created them male and female. Matthew chapter 19. In the beginning, God created them male and female. For this reason, man shall leave his father and mother. A man shall leave it. That's the same thing that was quoted in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. So Jesus, Jesus, if Jesus says we, should, we have to take it serious, then, then Paul repeats it in Ephesians. Ephesians, when he started treating the subject of marriage, it seems like the scripture always tends to start with the wives. It's very interesting. So he said, be subject, all of you, talking about all of us, all believers, be subject one to another. Then it comes on the subject of marriage. So he was talking in the context of the church. Ephesians chapter, chapter 4 starts talking about we are, you, let's keep the unity. And then God has given apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers to equip the church that we will all be grow, growing together. Uh, with by the joint that every uh, by the lig uh, by but that every ligament supplies we build the church is being built it builds itself in love chapter uh, chapter four verse sixteen somewhere so he was actually talking about the church life from right from verse one of chapter four verse seven unto every one of us verse verse three it says that for we um, Ephesians chapter four verse three and never to keep the unity of the spirit for there's verse four one one uh, um, one Father, one, uh, one Spirit, one, one speak about one, 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 seven ones. Then chapter uh, verse seven, he said that, but unto each one of us, grace is given 
So each thy started focus your grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. That's uh, the, the, the measure of the gift of Christ. And it makes us to understand when he ascended on high, the gift he gave were men. So, so to some he gave apostles, verse 11. To some he gave prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, and investors for the equipping of the sin. So we all come to the unity of faith that we will not be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And then it, it, it develops it that we all grow up into a holy temple uh, by, the, by that which every joint supplies, verse 16. And so it, it keeps building it that uh, uh, we, we, uh, not living our lives according to the futility of the mind or like the, that's as we used to be as unbelievers are. Then it tells us submitting or one or one, one submitting to one another. Then chapter, then verse 22, then it comes to the family. So family starts with the wife. He said, wives, submit yourself to your husbands as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. So, so it tells to the wives that submits just as Christ is the, uh, the God is the, the uh, uh, Christ is the head of the church. So the husband is the head of the, no, 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 it's not the man ahead of the woman. It's not in the Bible like that. Man is not the head of woman, please. A man is not better than woman, no way. No male is better than any female, no way. No way. And no female is better than any male, no way in the scriptures. We all complement each other. Male, when you are born, you are one, one of either. So you're either a male or a female. And the male are there to complement the female. The female are there to complement. Having, having said that, it doesn't mean that people haven't abused their strength and their authority and their power and their abilities. People have abused it. And especially women have been subjugated to all kinds of brutalities. It, it's, I mean, unbelievable and stern in certain parts of the world. So it's, it's like, it's, it's like some things have been carried out by other human beings against other human beings that are not right. And the Bible frowns on it. The Bible teaches against that fundamentally. And so then it goes on, wives submit to your husbands. Then verse 25, husbands love your wives. So he didn't leave the husband and say, husbands, love your wives. Ask Christ, this is more serious. This is more serious. Ask Christ, if we are talking about the, the one that is much difficult, then submission is easier than loving like Christ loved the church. That's a serious, and he didn't, he didn't to, leave us, to, to, to leave us not in the dark. He was clear about it. He said, as Christ loved the church, watch this, and gave himself for the church. Hey, he did that. That's a serious one. That's a serious one. Now you are that's why you're talking about a, a, a good husband, a godly husband. My God, the thing is coming now. A godly husband. As Christ loved the love your wife, as Christ loved the church. You know, he said, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how he died for us. Though. We didn't have to start being perfect. We didn't have to be the best person or the best people, the best group of people. According to Romans chapter 5, verse 8, he said, God commended his love towards us this way. That whilst we were yet sinners, oh, oh, Christ died for us. Christ came to die for. We were still sinning against him. We said, oh Christ, I don't like you. Christ, you, I don't like you. We are sinning against him, and yet he died for us. He says, husbands, love your wife that way. <laughs> I mean, which one is easier? It's easier to submit. Than, so there's a heavyweight responsibility on the, on the man. Remember what the Bible didn't say. The Bible didn't say, submit if he loves. <laughs> it's not conditional. It's, it's, it's just instructive. It's didactive. It's instructive. He said, love. 
your wives. Don't say, uh, the Bible never said, love if she submits. And some people will say, you know, if the woman submits, it makes it easier for the man to love him. That's lies. Please. It's a Christian duty for the man to love. Is, is, are you a husband? The definition of a husband is someone who loves a wife like Christ did. That's the definition. Biblical. <laughs> this is, hey, God help us. Biblical definition of a man is not somebody with big muscles and talks big, uh, want to control. No, 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 no. That's not the biblical definition of a man. The biblical definition of a man is the one who is the, a true leader, who leads by sacrifice. He lives by sacrifice. You don't even, the way he lives his life, he leads, and the way he is sacrificial, it's even, Bible says, the love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. That, why? Because in, the, in that we judge it this way, that if one died for all, then all died. The way he died for us, we do so that he who lives must not live to himself bound to Christ. When, when a husband is beginning, and you see, you can't do that by yourself. It will take the, the, the treasure God has loaded into you to live, to live that kind of life as a husband. So then he says, husbands, love your wives. And then after Paul handles that, then he says that, I'm telling you, this is a great mystery. Nevertheless, I'm talking about, he said, Paul then said, verse 30 and 31, therefore a, husband, a man shall leave his man. Paul also quoted what was said in Genesis chapter 2, and then which Jesus quoted. Paul quotes it, and he says that, and Paul takes it further. He says that, therefore, a man shall leave his mother and, uh, father and mother and shall join to his wife and be clear to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And he said, never, and he said, this is a great mystery. Oh, okay, it is a great mystery. Yes, it is. And he said, so how? He said, nevertheless, I'm speaking concerning Christ and the church. It's not you. It's not your marriage. Your marriage is not perfect. Your marriage is just a miniature version of the true marriage. Uh -huh. So when Satan attacks marriage, he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what he's trying to wipe out God's eternal, ultimate plan for humanity. God's... I feel like preaching. This was not, I should have gone into it. God's ultimate plan for humanity is that he will take himself, fuse himself into man, join himself into man, and the two entities shall become one flesh. That is exactly what Christ came to demonstrate. He, being so much God, fully God, comes and takes on fully man. And you see Christ, but you see a measure of full God and full man in one. The measure, the measure, God, eternal God, God, 100% God, 100% man. That's a mystery. Great is the mystery of godliness. God came in the flesh. That's great, great mystery. So 100% God, 100% man, both fused into one entity called Christ. And now we, the church, are the body of Christ. In what way? We too, we are 100% man, but not fully God. So we are 100% man, and then guess what? Perfect godness, God, the life of God, has been worked into our spirit man. So in your spirit, you have the perfection of Christ if you are born again. In your spirit, you have the perfection of Christ. That is why you have to turn 
oh, damn to the spirit. You have to live from your spirit man. That's why it is necessary for a Christian to be spiritual. Bible says that to be spiritually minded is life, but to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It's life and peace. You cannot be a Christian and live normally and live carnally. For you to live an effective Christian life is not just about sitting in church and shouting hallelujah. It's not just about hearing a preaching and saying, mm, this is nice. No, 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 no. That's all part of it. But it is meant to help you to live from your spirit man because the beauty of God has been loaded into your spirit. You, it has been loaded. Live from it. Live from it. Hallelujah. So that is the ultimate. And guess what? When everything is ended, we will, they will live ever happily after. That's, is in the Bible. Revelation ends with the marriage. Now it says that God and man together. In fact, Revelation chapter 22, it says, the spirit and the bride say, come. Now when the, it used to be, the spirit says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. The spirit is saying, the spirit is saying. By the time the Bible is ending, now the bride and the spirit are speaking together. The spirit and the bride say, come. That is why I was teaching that he who is joined to Christ is one spirit. So if you are in Christ, in your spirit, you are one with Christ. First Corinthians chapter, um, chapter 6, verse 17. He who is joined to Christ, to the Lord, is one spirit. In your spirit, man, you are one with the Lord. That is, the two shall become one flesh. But it's not just singular, you one, but we all, me, him, her, them. Once Christ is in you, once Christ is in you, we are all one. That is why you can't be a genuine Christian and say, I don't like other Christians. Anyone who says, I don't like other Christians, is a clear sign that he's not an actual Christian. <laughs> you can't be an actual Christian and not like other Christians. <laughs> so, it says that, um, let me go. I, it was Titus I was reading, and then I, I just gave. Titus said, tell the elder women to teach the younger women how to um, love their, to, to, to teach them to love their husband, love their children, uh, uh, keep the home. Yeah, it's in your Bible. To be discreet, chase, verse 5, to chase uh, keepers, of, uh, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husband, that the word of the Lord may, uh, uh, be not blasphemed. Then he continues, young men likewise. But the point here is the older women are to teach the younger women how to work out these things in the day-to-day -day living. The older God, sorry, older godly women are to teach, teach the younger godly women how to go about loving your wife, keeping the home, combining all these things that you have to do in an effectual way to glorify God. So I'm not here to teach that, but I'm here to actually say, let's announce or herald to, to proclaim what the word says. Now, when we all know where the, what the scriptures say, what we do, then we go back and go and live the scripture. We go and live the scripture. Now, how to live it, we need local church relationships so we can help one another. The older women are a blessing to the younger women and some of the men, and the older men are a blessing to the younger men and some of the women. So men mentoring men, 
women mentoring women from the text, from the scriptures. That's how it's supposed to be. So let's, let's, let's go back to the text. So he, she, he spends so much time talking to, about the women, six verses. Now, pastor, why did he use six verses and only one verse to talk to the men? Because when you look at the, 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 the construction of the book of Peter, when you look at it very carefully, the central motif, as I said, of the book is to address people's suffering. So if you remember, in chapter 2, he told us that we should submit to, to authorities. He didn't go and give instructions to authorities. Because we are to submit because he's talking about people in a position and dealing with people who are higher than them, so long as social lives are concerned. All right? Human relationships are concerned. So the first of it, it says, relate with the government with respect, with honor, submit to the government. Don't be a rebel in a, in a town or in a, in a city. I've touched on that already. Then from there, he comes to, to masters, uh, uh, servants and their masters, or slaves and their masters. How have I put it? Servant. Those days, uh, uh, slavery was okay. And then there are people who did it well. In other words, they didn't maltreat other human beings. But I know human heart is callous. So when you give them the chance, like some people are so greedy, when they are supposed to, they employ you, they want to pay you less. Some of us, when we are selling you, you're selling your car, you were wanted more money than your car is worth. It's, it's natural in all of us. You felt, no, 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 this car, I should get more money than this. It, you wanted it. When you were also buying from somebody, you wanted to buy it cheaper than. <laughs> That's why we all like bargains <laughs> like that. So, so the, point, the, the point here is that, so he, so he wrote to servants, even, watch this. Because when people are in authority, they can abuse authority. So can you imagine someone in government? They can be abusing it to the extent that you, don't even, you are not interested in having a relationship with them, and you rebel. And the Bible says that don't rebel. Only, it, uh, uh, don't rebel against them, except it is to, they are telling you to sin. Two, servants and masters. Just some of the masters are, he even said, he said not only to the good ones, but to those who are even bad and wicked. Because that's, that's your master. Be subject to your master. And don't say, this is a wicked person, so he doesn't deserve my, my honor and respect. He said, no. He said, do it with fear. With fear and reverence. It's, very, it's in the scripture. So he was talking to people who are dealing with authorities. Then he comes to, the, uh, after dealing with um, servants, he, the next one is wives. Because in the domestic setting, so long as God's program is concerned, the wife is the one to submit. And sometimes you are submitting to this, this crazy person. You are submitting to, talking about Christians, someone can be a Christian, but uh, the, their personality and some things are not quite nice, you know, but we all have, that's why we all have to work on it. So, and you are submitting to your husband. And sometimes when you look at this, this Nabal, Abigail's husband, Nabal, he's too bad. Abigail was such a beautiful, wonderful woman. He, she never went to condemn the husband. She told David, David, look, this is my husband. It's, 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 you know he's not wise. Please, if you follow him, you, you murder people. You don't, that's not what you want to do. So please, I've ordered, they are bringing the food to your men. Please, ignore him. And David said, wow, what a woman. With and then she goes back to the husband, not goes to attack the husband. So don't worry. And the husband found out that the, he, she did, he did such a stupid, uh, he behaved stupidly, and it's going to cost him his life and family. He had a heart attack and died. And David said, I want that woman to marry her. She's a good woman. She had the inner beauty how to handle men, 
how to handle men. So that man said, I want this kind of woman. Not because just of her external beauty. Sarah was beauty to look and beauty to live with. She was beautiful to look at and beautiful to live with. Some people are only beautiful to look at, but very terrible to live with. But it's true, both male and female. You know? But it's, it's nice to have a beautiful woman, both beautiful outside and inside. It's nice to have a wonderful man, glorious, good man inside and outside. He's not just good looking. He's good being. Good being. <laughs> Some men are only good looking. They spend all their time grooming their uh, <laughs> beard and trimming everything and looking all that machoistic. But a terrible man any woman can live with. Destroy a woman's life by a constant abuse. Anyway, so, um, so he... So he was writing to them because he was writing within the context of, uh, within the context of um, subordinates and, and people they are supposed to submit to. So then when it comes to the wife, he, that's why, one of the reasons why, he took a bit of few verses, six verses, to address the issue of the wife. Because sometimes when you look at the way the one you are supposed to, some of us maybe even at workplace, at your workplace, or universities or some lecturers, you can is this, but for the sake of your studies, just keep quiet and finish and go because this man is just crazy. Or this woman is just crazy. You know, so sometimes you are there just for a purpose. You ignore the other things and do what you are there to do and go. So similarly, sometimes he was trying to help wives. Don't look at, don't look at the, don't look at the situation from a wrong angle because it can cost you too much. Anyway, so um, then he comes to the husbands. He says, likewise, in the same way, he starts, with the, he starts talking to the wives. Likewise, wives. Now he said, likewise, ye, you husband, you call yourself a husband? You call yourself a husband? He said, likewise, you husband, dwell with them according to knowledge. That word knowledge is, um, is, is like general intelligence. You should know that sometimes when a woman said, a woman says, uh, I'm very, I'm tired of you, she doesn't mean it. She doesn't mean it. But you said it the other. No, she doesn't mean it. Sometimes when a woman says, I'm not happy, I'm down. Sometimes it doesn't take too much. She's not looking for you to do something. She just is looking. Sometimes she comes to you, you tells you what has happened at work or what's going on with the family. And she's not waiting for your car advice. She's there. She's just wanting someone to listen to. When she asks you, how was work? She just wants you to talk to her. She wants to be part of your life. Oh, she likes talking too much. Everything I have to tell her. You see, you are not living with that woman with, with general, general common sense. <laughs> general common sense. Look, you are treat Ah! Oh boy! <laughs> Come on, says your wife has done it. Hey, look at this. Look, what, what is this? What, what, what is what is it you have done? What what? Oh boy! Oh boy! I credited you with more wisdom because you are married. Ah! It takes a certain level of wisdom to sustain a woman, to keep a woman going in a house. Hey, you don't talk to me. Anything that comes on my mind, I will say. 
that is the language of someone who is not smart. You can't say everything. Your wife has done her hair. My darling, what do you think about the hair? You just say, oh, oh, you have done it again. Oh, I, I let me pay for this for you. Let me pay for this for you. Oh, my wife, you're always trying to look wonderful for me. I just said, you don't say, ah, look at what you have done. Look at what you have done. Some of us men are so impatient and we are so hard to live with. Some women go through too much to try to live with some men. And I'm talking about Christian, leave those outside. I'm talking about Christian men. You call yourself a Christian. You have made a home hellish for this young woman. This young woman, look at the way you sweet talked her. And meanwhile, you are not bringing enough money to. <laughs> That's just my day. <laughs> you know, you, you. Some, it, sometimes when you look at the way a wife looks, it tells you whether this is a good man or not. You can look at a, a wife and tell whether the husband is a good man or not. Some of us, our wives are always not happy. They try to even fake it and look nice, to look happy. But you can tell your wife is aging too much because of the strain you are putting on her. You don't give her attention. You don't care about her. <laughs> Dwell with a wife with general common sense. <laughs> Dwell, I'm not talking about a woman, a wife. I'm not talking about a girlfriend. I'm not talking about a girlfriend. It's, it's easy to, to, to have a girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend is cheap. It's cheap. You can have a girlfriend easily. It's just like comparing bicycle, owning a bicycle and owning an aeroplane. <laughs> a girlfriend is like that, you're owning a bicycle. <laughs> a wife is like owning an aeroplane. Even to pack it, to land, to, to keep it in the hangar, it's to serve it's 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 cost so much. It's a very so it takes a certain type of man who knows what he's about to settle. That's why in our modern days, many men don't want to marry. Because they are mama, mama's boys. <laughs> Mama's <laughs> voice. So, um, okay, let's dwell with them according to. He said, dwell with them. Live, live, live. Your wife is here. You are also living somewhere. No, you are supposed to dwell. Dwell with them. <laughs> dwell with them according to knowledge. Oh, I like this. I like this. We are about to end. Giving honor. Did you see that? He said, husband, give honor to your wife. Wow. Honor your wife. Let your family know that this is a woman I honor. You have to protect your wife and honor her. Protect her. Honor her. When your friends are around, let them know that you honor your wife. As a Christian man, there is a way you have to honor your wife. Christian man, honor your wife. Christian man, you are a Christian? You are a Christian? You are a true believer? Please, put the word of God into practice. All right? I'm not saying we are all perfect. That's all of us. We are enjoying. Don't say, no, 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 that, that one is not for It's for you. Unless you are not a Christian. If you are not a Christian, please understand, I'm not talking to you. Because it's too, Bible says wisdom is too high for a fool, too much for a fool. In that sense, doesn't mean if you are not born again, you are a fool. That's not what I'm trying. But the things we are dealing with, you don't have the internal constitution to be able to 
live it, grasp it, embrace it, and live it. It takes, it takes God, God's grace and God's strength to, for, to live God's word. It takes God. I mean, it takes God to live for God. <laughs> yeah, it takes God to live for God. So these things, please, it's for believers. Don't be quoting it for unbelievers. Well, some people can learn wisdom from it, and if they practice it, it will bless them. It will be a blessing. However, this is the believer, and the believer doesn't have an excuse. I can't do it. You can because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker. This is where the feminists also hijack and say that, you see, the Bible is misogynistic. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it doesn't respect women. How can you call women weaker vessel? Physically speaking, the female is a weaker vessel. There are some women who are stronger than men. You know, so I'm not saying that every woman is, but I'm talking about female. A male and a female are living in a house. Who should be lifting things and knocking things? It's, 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 it's the male. The muscles are built for that. You are sitting, a man is sitting in the car, and the wife is trying to push it and jack it up. And No, no, no. That, 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 that. A, man's, a man should be doing those things. The heavy liftings and moving things. It's the man. So I'm saying that... We, even in a domestic violence situation, you notice that regularly, usually, I'm not saying all the time, but usually it's the women who are more mishandled, physically abused, not even to talk about sexual abuse. That's why we have to protect our girls, protect our women. It's necessary. Because the but is this the feminist movement say no 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 we we are all, we, we can do what men can do we can let I find no 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 I, I made a mistake I I, I can't I, no 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 so many women end up being frustrated because they realize that I need my man so when he says that weaker vessels it doesn't mean women are weaker intellectually no 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 please don't get it wrong he, weaker vessels here talking about uh, 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 physique all right. Anatomic, uh, it's, 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 it's talk, it's, sorry, it's talking about your build, the physical build, all right? The anatomy, the, the human anatomy. The man is usually built stronger than the woman. Yeah. That's why certain type of manual labor is for men, generally speaking. Certain type of manual labor is men. Because women are not made for something. Even, I'm not saying that yeah, women are not weak. Emotionally, some women, many women are stronger than women. But you know, a woman will break down and cry easily than a man. Most men won't cry. It's not because of nature or society. But it's just uh, sometimes I've been dealing with some, uh, quite a few people. And sometimes you see the way a woman can break down, a lady can break down. <laughs> so it can cry. And sometimes... Even when in bereaved situation, when something breaks my heart, I'm trying. It, won't, it doesn't even want to come. <laughs> the tears don't want to come. But I'm not saying that men don't shed tears or men don't cry. What I'm trying to say is that women are softer when it comes to certain things. Physical, uh, the, uh, uh, the physical build, build and the strength. And then also when it comes to em certain emotional issues. You know, when it comes to certain emotional issues. So when you are dwelling, dwell with her as the weaker vessel in that sense. When you are living with your wife, 
You must live with the well, well, with understanding. Handling, honoring her as the weaker vessel and as being, oh, my time, as being heirs together of the grace of life. We are all together of the grace of life. Nobody is less. When you, you and your wife, nobody is less. We are heirs, heirs of the grace of life. He said, other than that, your prayer, so that your prayers, watch this, is that, that your prayers be not hindered. If you don't want your prayers to be, there are people who are believing God for some things, and it's the, the way you're handling your wife is blocking the prayers. The way you are handling this woman is blocking the prayers. But I see from today, things are changing. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karen's Church and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.